<laughs> All right, so today is number 68. Yesterday was 67. We'll do a review of yesterday's Dafka. Today's we're learning for Shlema. Four. Amy Basvaira. Amy Basvaira. Das Basronia. Michal Viva Basiotis. Rachle Basara. And all else who need are four. Okay, and we're starting our review at the bottom of the page. Um, actually, at the top of the page. Um, um, and uh, basically, we saw that uh, Rabbi Lazar Tzadok actually confirmed this similar story that uh, the daughter, he himself saw the daughter of an acting Ben-Gurion who was busy picking out barley from the horse, horse's hooves in Akko. And he applied the Pasuk that uh, says, uh, because like you're looking through the the, the hooves to, to get a little bit of food that's uh, anyway uh, whatever some from the highest from the wealthiest families in, in all of Yerushalayim down, to, down to, to such a situation so that's the story anyway circle so um, next thing we saw is uh, um, we, we, we are contrasting because uh, first we saw that if she brings in ma- money into the marriage so then he has to write into the ksuba corresponding that he's going to give her back an additional third because the money is useful to make more money. So it's like uh, that much more value. If, on the other hand, she brings valuables, so they're usually inflated in value and he put, goes down. There's a depreciation as well. It's both. Mm-hmm. It's inflated and there's depreciation because the, they get used up. So we, you subtract a fifth when you write it into the ksuba. But gold is equivalent basically because it does maintain its value and it's not really inflated so that's what you do okay um it's kishavio now uh the question is uh, uh, uh so um it says in one place that uh the gold is like kalim does that mean like any kali that actually you have to um take off a fifth so the gemara says no it means like gold kalim so the gemara says um, then it should say kikay love. That's another one problem. Also, the surprise that it says that gold is like kalim, gold coins is like money. And Rabshim Gamil says if their custom is not to accept it as money, so then it's the it's just at their equal value. So what's he going on? If he's going on uh, coins, so then the Tanakhama is saying even when the coins are not accepted, then it's going to uh, still be treated as money. Why should that be? It must be that he's going on the first part. And uh, basically, uh, we're talking about the Tanakhama saying that it's like vessels, like regular silver vessels that do depreciate and do, therefore, you have to take off a fifth. And Shabbat says, no, it's like money, it's like golden money, which is in places where it's not acceptable, which maintains its value. So the Gemara says, no, that's not what they're arguing. And we're talking about over here that uh, he's going on the latter case. I, what's the dispute between the two? The dispute is, Tanakama holds that <coughs> since it's acceptable by, uh, with, you know, like when push comes to shove, they'll, if you give the gold coin, that will not want to take it because they don't want to have that kind of money around, but it is acceptable um, if, you, if, if, if that's what's going to take to make the sale. So therefore, you have to elevate it to an extra third. The other opinion is, since it's only Ali Dehat most you know a lot of uh, a lot of people won't won't be willing to accept it. So therefore, it doesn't get elevated. That's one answer. Or it's called or Shimon Gamliel talking, 
and he's saying gold is like kalim, din rezav is like money. That's if it's uh, acceptable. But if it's not acceptable, then it's not going to be. Then it's the same as uh, as kalim of gold. Uh, it still should have said kekela, but that's okay. A little difficulty. Alternatively, we're talking about a kind of gold. The reason why it gets depreciated is because it's the gold that um, flakes off. It's very thin gold, gold filings, which uh, you know it does lose its value. Okay. Next thing we talked about is other items. There are certain items that have, I guess, a great demand. And because of their great demand, they're treated as cash. Okay, uh, so the examples given is the, the, the psalmim from the particular place on Tukia, the, the spices from there. Rav Shmuel Baruch talks about Arabian camels, a very big demand for it, and it's treated as cash. Anybody would buy it at their value. Um, they maintain the value, they increase in value, and um, also um, uh, um, it, uh, this, uh, we've talked about specific um, uh, garments, you know, name brand garments, and, uh, um, and we also talked about the Gucci bags, all those, all those maintain their value if they're not knockoffs, and therefore they are treated as cash, basically. Okay. River, by the way, Steins are talking about the camels of of Arabia. Arabian camels, yeah. Well, not Arabian camels, no, the Jewish tribes in in Saudi Arabia at that time. Mm -hmm. And they used to have camels to go, so for them, camels were like like land. That's what he's talking about in this case. They were like, uh, that was their their currency, so to speak. That was a. Okay. Days. How do you get changed for a camel? Change for a camel. Change for a camel. Which one? One pull with one bag or two bags? Which one? No, you trade. You trade your the the wife. They say you say how many camels? How many wives for the camel? You know, that's that's not. But again, yeah, we actually don't come up even now. There's, there's, there's yeah. the woman once was saying that when she was, she had a very beautiful sister. She was, and she said somebody was traveling to Morocco or something. She said, "I'll give you ten thousand camels for your daughter." Oh really? So, 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 how much is that daughter? Yeah, maybe ten. Ten. <laughs> and maybe so, ten. She got very insulted her sister. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> okay. okay, so uh, that's the story. Anyway. Um, um, Okay. Um, so again, all right. So that was the that was the end of that of that of that of that 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 discussion. Those special special items that do have extra quality. Somebody who marries off his daughter without specifying a specific dowry, the assumed minimum dowry is fifty zuz. Um, but if he says I'm not giving any dowry, and the husband accepts it, so meaning even naked, she's not even wearing any clothes into the marriage. So the husband can't say, good well, marriage, okay, that's marriage. fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. When she comes to the house, then I'll put on clothing on her. Or so not. That's, not, that's not an option. Yes, the dresser while still in the house of Fancy her father. Right. Um, so also, marrying off... Of the to buy the wedding dress. Wedding dress, yes. It's, it's the, that's what uh, my, my father said. Was a, f- a friend of mine, a very very bright man. He said, "The most difficult thing in marrying off your daughter is the wife's dress. That's the hardest thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hardest thing. That's the biggest challenge. <laughs> What's she gonna wear? What's the wife of the the mother yeah. of the bride? That's the hardest thing. A lot of truth in there. Yeah. <laughs> Something there. Okay. 
Anyway, right. so there you go. So um, anyway, marrying off an orphan, you also have to make sure that she has what she needs and a minimum of 50 zoos, even if it's coming from, uh, from the public coffers, okay? Um, if, uh, if there's more, so then we do according to what's, uh, what her honor deserves, okay? If, if you have a Later on, we learn, you talk about the female. Yeah. Orphan girl. But, right. again, but, but again, later on, we learn oh, that there's men too. Often he gets the money. Yeah, we well, got it. Yeah, that's a good yeah. Part. But again, why, why the Mishnah? Why are you jumping the gun? The question is why <laughs> the Mishnah come in and say, "Oh, Yitomim should have said, 'I'm a siyat Yitomim.'" No, well, because we did. We're talking about a very specific amount of money. We're talking about the fifty zuz. That's uh, what the, we're talking about. What the? What is the man providing so the man for a daughter? So the man gets too or not? Or you get no, it's else. different. It's a different thing for the man. Okay. We're not talking about men altogether here. We're talking okay. about cash. Money. Yeah, so we're talking about her dowry. Zabai okay. <laughs> says, first of all, the 50 Zos, there's two types of Zos. This means the lower type of Zos, because otherwise, why would we, um, you know, like, if she's wealth, if she deserves more than we have, we'll provide more. How much more can we give if it's 50 proper Zos? Obviously, it means a smaller amount, so that uh, there's room to grow up, to go bigger. Now, the next thing is, by an orphan boy or girl, that are asking for Parnassa, so their priority is always to the girl before the boy, okay? Um, and uh, the boy is just going to have to go collecting, okay? Um, and that's because it's more common, it's more regular, it's more regular for a, uh, for a man to go collecting than for a woman, okay? If there's a, 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 a boy orphan and a girl orphan, orphan that are coming to get married, we marry off the priority, gets to marry off the orphan girl, um, then before marrying off the orphan boy, and that's because it's more embarrassing for the woman um, than for the man. Okay, it's interesting because you might you could argue the other way around. You could say, hey, the boy has the mitzvah, and the girl doesn't have the mitzvah. Mm. But obviously, when she's getting married, she's getting married to somebody who has the mitzvah. So, okay. so, <laughs> so like, I think that might be the answer. You okay. have the mitzvah without the other one. Yeah, right. You kind of need that. You kind of need that. It takes two to tango, as they say. Okay. Um, next thing is, uh, orphan comes to want to get married and he needs money. He needs uh, to be able to marry. So there's, a prayer, there's an order of events. First, we rent him a house. Then we provide a bed and the household goods. And then he marry him off. And that the pasuk says that we demachsoro asher yechsar lo. The demachsoro is referring to the house. Asher yechsar is referring to the, the the things in the house. Okay, the bed, the table, etc. And uh, lo is referring to the woman because that's what it says. As a lo is connected. Next thing we saw we saw is that uh, we have a special commandment to, according to to take care of his needs, a poor person's needs, um, and uh, that just. To his needs, not to make him wealthy. However, it says Asher Yaxalo, which means to whatever level he was accustomed to, that's what you have to bring him back up to, if you can. So uh, that's the story with the, uh, um, even if he's ri- accustomed to riding a horse, you have to provide a horse. If he's accustomed to, um, to have uh, slaves running in front of his, his horse, so that's what you have to do. And that's what he said about Hillel that he actually bought for a person who was. In that situation, he was poor, but he came from a very wealthy home. Uh, he bought him a horse to ride on and uh, also a slave to run in front of him. And he, one time he couldn't find the slave, and he himself ran uh, to be the runner so that he could get that cover that he was used to. How long do you have to maintain this thing? 
I don't know. Didn't say not. Didn't say a limit. I know, but I'm saying like I don't know. <coughs> Frank Skit. It doesn't give details. We'll see. I mean, it's interesting. There's more stories on this. It's interesting. So, story goes about the people of the Anshi Gola Elyon. They bought for Ani Ben Tovim meat every single day. Uh, you know, meat every day. What's the big deal? So the price says, no, it either it was fowl, it was birds. So that's more was more expensive in those days. And um, I think right in certain countries, uh, <coughs> chicken is more expensive than uh, than beef actually. Um, in uh, yeah. certain countries. Anyway, we're talking about a litra, litra bus, or meaning the, uh, that amount of money of meat, meaning a lot of meat. And Ravashi says it was, uh, the big Kiddush was is that it was in a very small village and they had to slaughter a special animal for this. And that's the whole people got together and took care of that. Sounds like for a long time, that's what I'm saying. Okay, there was another story, somebody came before in Nehemiah, and he says, what, was your, what do you normally eat? So I said, oh, I always have uh, extra fatty meat and aged wine. So he says, maybe you want to have some of my lentils? He says, sure, I'll try it. And uh, he, he tried it and he died of a stomachache, whatever, Imamish died. So he says, woe to this person, that Nehemiah killed him. So he's like, what do you mean, woe to this person? Woe to Nehemiah, that you killed somebody. So he says, it's not me who killed him. Who asked him to be so, to develop so such a uh, expensive taste that he can't eat anything else? That was developed. You don't have to do that. You shouldn't have done that. But anyway, that's why, this is why Surely there's this one. idea. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so there was somebody came before Rava says, what do you normally eat? So he says, I eat fat, uh, you know, stuffed pheasant, okay, whatever, fat bird, and aged wine. So he's like, what, don't you feel bad? Like, you know, that, that you're coming onto the seabor for, to have such fancy food. So he says, what do you think? The seabird takes care of me? God's the one who takes care. <laughs> As the Pasuk says, <laughs> right? You know, the, like the father-in-law says, oh, he thinks I'm God. That's why. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I like it kind of. Like, okay. God will provide. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So that's his diak from the Pasuk. Anyway, <laughs> sure enough, um, Rub, uh, out of the blue, Rabbi's sister shows up and uh, comes. hasn't seen her in 13 years, and she comes with exactly that, the stuffed chicken with, uh, uh, with uh, aged wine, and uh, it's like, what's, the, what, what's going on that he, she came punk today? Must, so he, he was moted to this person that he was right. It's not coming out to the seabird. The, the money is God's money, and uh, somehow, you know, that's, not, I'm not, you know, that's the story. Anyway, he gave him the food to eat. So if a person, so sometimes you have poor people that don't have, but they also are too proud to accept charity. Which happens, okay, so what do you do? So you give them as a loan, so to save, let them save face, and then um, obviously they're going to have a hard time paying it back, so then you turn it into a, a gift. Tell them, don't worry about paying it back, okay? Um, and uh, that's Shita's for mayor. Come say that you give it as a gift, and then you give it as a loan. So the Gemara says, but I thought we said he's not accepting gifts. So the Gemara says, no. You always should start off trying to give him as a gift. If he refuses, then say, okay, take it as a loan. Um, um, then we saw, what if it's a, a different situation? Um, we, he has. He's not, he's not a poor man, but he doesn't want to use his own money. He's only willing to use other people's money. Um, so that's a big problem. So what do you do? So first you say you give it to him as a gift, and then you'll pay. You'll make sure to get it back. So Gemara says if you're going to get it back, he's not going to take anymore because obviously he's, he can't use his own money. So Papa says after he dies, 
uh, then we'll take it back. So in other words, while he's he, he is makhlo, that's, that's the first opinion. Rabbi Shimon disagrees. He says if he has money and he doesn't want uh, to, to use his own money to pay for his food, for his basic needs, that's not our problem. Let him get over his problems. He has problems. Okay? It's not our problem. If he doesn't want, um, um, uh, so uh, uh, if he if he if he doesn't have any he doesn't and, and, he, and he doesn't want charity, so then ask for a mashkan and then say give us a mashkan and then you can take it so that he'll feel better about himself. We we talked in that, that it applies to the pasuk. The pasuk says havet tavitenu So havet is for somebody who doesn't have any and he's too proud, so you give it as a loan. And then you switch it to a gift. And Tavitenu is for somebody who has and he doesn't want, so then you give it as a gift and then you'll take it back when he, once he dies. As Shittas Rabbi Yutacham disagree, they say it's not our problem if he doesn't. What is the Havet Tavitenu, the double expression? That's just the rhetorical Hashem and Yadam. That's how um, Hashem, that's how the Torah speaks. Now we have here a story with Marukva. There was a poor man in his neighborhood that he, he used to uh, provide four Zuz and slip it in his doorway. And one day, this guy really wanted to see who's giving me all this money all the time. So, uh, Marukva was there, and he was going with his wife, and the guy saw them and outside, and he ran out to greet them, and they ran away, and the only place they were able to run into was an oven, and they went into the oven, and he was getting burnt in the oven, and she was fine, and she said, put your feet on mine so that you don't get burnt. And he felt bad about himself, <laughs> and she explained the difference why I have more merit than you is because I'm always home and therefore poor people when they need I'm there to provide for them and I provide them something that gives them immediate benefit instead of money where they have to actually go out and go shopping um, anyway um, um, so basically um, uh, we're, why would they jump into an oven because that's what we saw that uh, it's better than embarrassing somebody. One should jump into an oven, as we find the story of Tamar, who didn't want to embarrass Yuda by saying she could have done that to save her life, and she allowed herself to be burnt to avoid that until he admitted. Anyway, there was um, another story with Maruk, a poor person in his neighborhood, that he used to give every you know, uh, every Arab Yom Kippur 400 zuz. And one time, um, he gave the money to his son to give. And the son said, this guy doesn't need your money. How did he know? Because he's using well, one, of the, you know, it's one of the fine aged wines to, as a spritz in the house to make the house smell good. So he says, whoa, I didn't realize that he's such a fancy guy. I have to give more money. <laughs> okay, Because this guy is accustomed to living in a very high lifestyle. Um, anyway, when he died, he, he, he asked for his calculation of the charity that he gave, and he found out that he gave 7,000 dinarim, um, a certain type of money. And he says, that's not enough. I, I only have a small satchel with not enough, uh, and a long, a long ways to go, a long travel after I die. Uh, let's spend some more money. And he said, let's use half the money that I got. So how can you do that? I thought you're not allowed to use, spend more than a fifth. That's if you're still alive. But after death, you, you're not bound to that same rule. It, the whole idea is that maybe you're going to have to, if you spend more than a fifth, you might have to, not, you're not going to have enough to pay for your own needs. <laughs> that's what this uh, covers for that. And that's where we left off.